This, 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 this is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Heffron and Reed. I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron and Reap Show. Uh, welcome to the Heffron Reap Show. I'm John Heffron. John Reap is on the other side of the... You know what I was thinking is... Obviously, every podcast you now has intros and outros and music beds. Man, dude, you got to go back to our original podcast if we would have stuck with that last podcast uh, casting. Yeah. A lot of people didn't have sweepers. Like, right. Like, we, we had sweepers way back then because I enjoy them. We it, were ahead of the game. I mean, not, I, I enjoy the sweepers, too. In the moment, you can do it. It's hard to do it with this uh, Zoom stuff. Zoom type show we're doing here, but but I'm gonna give ourselves credit on something else real quick, and we ha- and we didn't talk about this before the show. Okay, my girl uh, has been watching uh, the new episodes of uh, Honey Boo Boo and um, Mama June. Right, you know, remember that Honey Boo Boo? Yeah, yeah. So so she's been watching the new ones, and I said, me and John Heffron predicted we had a whole episode. <laughs> Uh, what was it? Five years ago? No, no. Was it uh, last? What it, was? It was when we did it in uh, Hollywood at that that tower uh, in Hollywood. That student. Oh, that's right. I forgot how many places we've done <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> right. and, and we, we should have a billion more listeners than we do because we did it. Wait, it's not to. I want to hear the honey boo boo, but we did it at, at Brian Ryband's apartment first. Yes. With the whole death squad thing. Right. Right. And then um then we did it. We weren't cool. In the, yeah. So then so we, we, we weren't there. And then we did it some we did it at the what's his face's house at our, um, at our apartments. And yeah. then we went to the the tower in Los Angeles that was a full radio station that the um, that toad hop or something. And then we left right. and we had a hard time getting our, our subscribers or that was a thing. It was moving right. our subscription from one thing to another. We lost a lot of people. And then, and then we moved it to where did we do it after that? Dude? Oh, that no, guy. Oh. One, one and, then, and then we went to uh, Mike's place. Yeah. 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 Studios. Boy, right. we've been bouncing around like, like we're yeah. kids who just divorced that, you know, but I, but to give ourselves credit, dude, we did a whole episode. On um, we predicted what was going to happen to Honey Boo Boo. Like we should, we should have an archive segment. You know, yeah. Remember then? Then I bought all this stuff, and we would do it at your house, right? Um, with Rachel Butera was on. A bunch she of was on one of those episodes. The Honey really, Boo Boo really episode. Funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I, okay. I literally had this conversation with my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm like, you understand? Me and John predicted this. And I'm like, I got to go back and look it up. It's out there. I mean, I'll make Alan go look it up too. I think now that you mention it, it the title is literally Honey, Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. So is she still? But we're only halfway into our prediction. We predicted the rest of her life. We did. <laughs> not rem- I do not remember. And we're still not there quite yet. Uh, it's, you know. There's still plenty of time left for us to be right. Um, you know, of the spring just killed it. Um, yeah, buddy. Spring is here. What's her, what's her new show? Good question. Um, uh, something about, Oh, from hot. No, from, from not hot. No, from hot to not or something like that. It's where mama June lost all that weight. And then, oh. um, yeah, so they're following around the whole family now. It's not just Honey Boo Boo. Um, but there's a whole channel, you know, like on that Pluto network. There's yeah. a whole channel re- just dedicated to them. Now, that we didn't predict. We didn't predict that have their own network. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, all right, look, uh, tell everybody to share. L- listen, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching us live right now on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Um, we got your comments. We see them. We're going to, we're going to read your comments from time to time. Uh, but we want you to know we're here live and we want you to share it. So hit the share button right now. As John Heffron talks about maybe, uh, I don't know, his tour dates or something. 
Uh, do, do you want to do that right now? Why they're sharing? While they're sharing, that way they don't have to. It's like they're not missing in their entertainment. And reap. Shameless plugs. Um, so I will say this uh, because I actually have dates to plug. By the way, I got a new John Deere hat. Can you see it, John Reap? Oh, I didn't notice a little John Deere logo. Oh, that's pretty, pretty yeah. progressive for John Deere. They're pretty, pretty alternative I, there. Isn't it? It's a little, it's like a little surfy John Deere. Yeah, it's um, April 2nd through the 3rd. If you're in Michigan, guess what? So am I. Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. There's still a curfew, um, but they've increased the capacity. Uh, just three shows. Be nice. I haven't been here. I had to skip last year because of this shenanigans going on. Listen, I go get my, my vaccination. Uh, vaccination. Vaccination. <laughs> Vacation, staycation, uh-huh. I get that tomorrow morning. So I'm going to be rolling in to the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase basement um, with a puffy chest and feeling good about myself. Now, there's 8 billion other things that uh, you could catch that'll kill you, but that's one less thing. Nice. So I'm, so I'm showing up, getting the Johnson & Johnson one. So that's one shot, one opportunity. Would you capture it? Or let it slip away. Oh, speaking um, of Michigan, yeah, one shot. The M M&M and M shot. One shot, not the fun, not uh, Moderna. That's two. That's funky cold Moderna. Isn't it weird that Johnson and Johnson is the one that came out with a one shot, but their 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 name they say their name twice. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry, that was dumb. Continue. No, no, I got. There's a lot of. Yeah, they're the ones that told us baby powder was okay. And a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, you got affected by baby powder. It's a weird thing. That's right. Did now you do, do you have to get vaccinated because you already had COVID or now? Or I don't know if the new strands are talking about if that's even if if they're just scaring us now. Yeah, well, I have. Here's here's my philosophy. Right, I already got COVID. I got it in July. Now I know there's different strains, and I could probably get it again and all that crap. But I feel like I did work up a nice immunity. Um, I'm, well, I'll be turning 49 this Friday. So Friday coming up. Yeah. So I'm not quite 50, so I can't, I don't qualify for the, you know, the 50 and up shot, but I will be 49 this month. So by the way, if you're watching this, just know my week, my, my Friday, (laughs) my birthday is this Friday. And I don't want you to get me anything. I want you for my birthday to hit the share button oh. right now and subscribe. Two yeah. things. I should come up with a, a list for you. I never did it on my birthday uh, when I turned 50. Um, how, uh, 50 things before you're 50. Okay. What if I do that to you? Do it. I Does mean, do you, I know you, it's don't, you don't have it ready right now. Do you, do you have a couple? I don't, I know. That's I okay. Like, well, you know who else turn? Who else has a birthday today, though? Um, William Shatner, oh, the Priceline guy. <laughs> That's right, right. No, the guy from TJ Hooker. Oh, that show was so good. His hairpiece was great in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know who loves William Shatner? Brad oh. Paisley. Oh, yeah, they they've done stuff, right? Yeah. Do you remember when we were hanging out, at Brad Paisley's? Um, Burner house, yeah, that's bigger than any house that we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he and, okay. and we were in his bar in his burner house where his he had bar, a bar. Yeah, where he had Guinness on tap. Ship him an entire bar Come from on. Ireland. He the wood, just everything that was in the bar was shipped, and he gets barrels. And the guy doesn't even drink. Right, but Full. he but he loves the art of pouring. Yeah, the the yeah. Guinness, and so no, he I served us. Brad remember? Paisley served us Guinness in his house at his bar, and he don't drink. Yeah, that's when I was still mad at him. That <laughs> <whole time. laughs> you remember? <laughs> he said something. Oh, he made fun of you. He made he con- nonstop. He made fun of me. So you kind of <laughs> felt like, you know, you give him a little bit of he's Brad Paisley. So you don't give it back. And we're at his house and about to shoot his special. But then there's a little bit of. No, it was just one thing. I think what happened is I blame Sarah Tiana for that. 
Sarah Tiana's like a bully, dude. Like you get in a room and she sees like one guy, she'll because she's all she knows is roasting, so she just roasts you all the time. And so she'll roast one guy, and if Brad kind of laughs, it's like, oh, so now that's what we're doing. We're just gonna roast this guy. So I think he just jumped on the bandwagon that Sarah Tiana started. Well, and also I'm um I'm a good person to roast in the sense of it's hard to uh I don't get that mad. Like right, I want right. to take except when I did morning radio here in Detroit with Danny Bonaducci, literally for three hours a morning. That's all I did was get made fun of. And it only made me more powerful and more popular every time. Yeah. So I just took it. And then you're just the yeah. I mean, you got to defend it, but but it says a lot about you. If, if people who can take it and it does and it rolls off their back, to me, that's better than trying to fight back and looking, you look insecure when you try to, when you get too, too pissed off about it. So yeah. that was great. That was a good move on your part. And, um, <laughs> but, but I guess my point to that was beginning was there was a picture of William Shatner in Brad Paisley's bar from TJ hooker, where he had that awesome hair piece and it was signed to Brad Paisley. And I said like, who's that guy? And it was like a headshot picture. It was like a small, you know, eight by 10 headshot in a, in a bar. I'm like top left corner. Like what's that? What, who's that up there? Is that like, I don't know. Is that some guy from like a prail hair? Con- I don't know what it was. And he said, it was Brad, you know, it was uh, William Shatner, but happy birthday, uh, William Shatner. He's 90 years young today. So you're turning, this is your last spin before your fifties. Is it uh, right? You have a full year. Um, are, are you nervous about it? Are, are you in your head that you're, as I'm looking, I'm trying to find a picture of us when we were there at the bar um, just to show. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, um, I'm looking at you, but also listening. I, I hear you. Um, you're asking me if I'm worried about turning 49 or 50 or being that age? Yeah. No. And um, I'll tell you why. It's because I'm madly in love with Jody. And I have nothing to worry about. Like, I got, I got my future mapped out. And so I'm not worried about, like, looking young forever. Like, I'm great, you know? So I'm not worried about that part of it, the whole Hollywood. Like, you need to never admit your age. Right. Like, I, I don't care. I'll be 49 March 26 of 2021. And then 2022, March 26, I'll be 50. God willing, if I live that long. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there's a sense that there's a piece that comes with age. I, you fit, the, the thing that always confused me is how do you dress? I don't know why I'm still yeah. Worried. Like if you try to dress too young, you look douchey. Well, right. It's weird in between, but you're also invisible to everybody 25 plus. Yeah. Or, or 25 below. And as a 50-year-old guy, you could literally walk around and nobody even makes more than a second of eye contact with you. It is. You're 100% right. Like, especially for us comedians where it's like, well, we want to kind of be hip and, you know, we want people younger than us to also watch us and and think we're funny. You know, we want to be. Know, let, let me ask that question. Like, we'll get, because I've been not battling, that, that's the wrong term, trying to figure it out. Um, and I've had had people. Uh, you you know the the people that take a, a few pennies or you know the people who who get percentages of the money that you make okay you know, obviously they want more of a broader um audience and I'm lately it, not even lately I'm just like I'm I'm not I'm not trying to do second show Friday crowd I don't, I don't <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I'd ra- I'd rather do people my age and I listen. Tw- 20 somethings enjoy me. I'm not talking people out, but I'm not going to be my age on stage. So I do, I do, I do pop brownies. Who else does pop brownies? Do you know what? Here's five things I do when I was on. I just don't, yeah. I can't do that at, at my age. I but understand also, that. But you also, you don't want to talk about getting your colonoscopy because that gets boring too. It's a weird thing. Uh, but I bet you could, uh, but I, I, I'm sure. No, it's frustrating. And we both hate second show Fridays because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, if you're in a town, you're not, you don't go to that often. That's when they give away tickets. And then there are people who just come in there who don't know you. 
and they're like, oh, it's the comedian. And we're, you know, so they expect that you got to try harder or they're drunk or they're just, they have nothing invested in the show. And, you know, and they're not like necessarily your fans. So it's tougher. Um, and I don't like it either. But I think we probably at this point both have bits and enough um, stage time to deal with it. Um, but I don't like it. It doesn't mean I like it. But, uh, but I know that you and I can still do well in those moments. Yeah, just stuff you want to talk to. Like when I was in Nashville th- this weekend, um, it was one of the crowds, uh, you know, I did Monday and Tuesday and then headline Thursday. But Monday, Tuesday was everybody who's moved to Nashville crowds. And, it, you know, it was Steve Byrne, Theo Vaughn, um, Kate Quip. Like everybody who moved out of Los Angeles lives in Nashville. Yeah. The crowd was younger. I think I even talked about the crowd – and and I looked. I'm like, oh, I'm, I got jokes about buying this old house, and they do not. They want to hear just not that, mm-hmm. right? Like like all. I uh, there were a couple comics on that were hilarious, doing just deeply personal uh, bits. Yeah, which was hilarious. They're being authentic. You gotta you gotta use your voice to be authentic and talking about horrible things that happen to them in their lives. Right. right. Getting laughs. But that's back to the conversation we always have. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it friendly. I'm just going to keep it matchbox. Just, what did you end up doing? Uh, I mean, not the bits, but like you didn't do that. That set you were trying out for the Tonight Show. Or I bailed whatever. and I, yeah. I have this. Uh, it's an older bit, but this Bell's palsy thing that I keep adding to. That's how yeah. I that's how I write material. If I have a one joke or, or something that happened. Then I just I call it told and polling, which is probably not uh, acceptable. But I, I just keep adding, I keep stacking new stuff onto that original premise. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I do might, that too. I might go like so. Five years ago, I might have a bit about going to get a going into an ice cream store, or I don't know why I use I'm maybe because we're fifty, so I'm talking about old references. But then I keep tag. So I'm at the ice cream place, and then this thing happens. Then I hear this couple do this. And then this, and then, and then that story just expands. Right. But it always starts with me walking into yeah. a thing. And so you your know. Bell's palsy experience has, has developed from maybe a one even, minute subject even, to like yeah, a seven to 10 minute thing. And it's a fun story to tell. And it's, it's, that's one that hits every eight, you know, it, it um, is. It's also, um, self-deprecating in a way, which everyone loves. Yeah. Um, but well, oh, so let me tell you about Nash. Uh, Nash, well, you were right, at- I, well. Okay, no, before you, before you move on, I saw something on a, a, t- a t- the Twitter sphere. Okay. You, w- someone said you were bleeding on stage. What happened? Okay, you still see it if you're watching. I'm gonna get. Okay, do you see this right here? Uh, Hold no. on, you, right there? I mean, I see your chin. I see maybe one little dot. Okay, so I'm on stage, getting ready to do my set. I take the mic. You know, I hold the mic, the thumb over the mic is my move. So that way the mic never touches my mouth. This is even pre-COVID. I've always, like now they have those little mic condoms, which I'm going to use even when when COVID's not a thing. I I put them on, it gets a smell away. (laughs) Right, right, Um, right, right, right. So I hold the mic like if if you're listening to podcasts, you're hating this part. But if you're watching, I put my thumb over it. So that way only my thumb touches my my lips okay i had a hangnail on my oh no and i bring the mic across just like normal but it (laughs) slices my entire chin it slices it and i and then i said just start talking and you see everyone in the front i'm I'm like how am i losing them this this whatever i was talking (laughs) about always gets a laugh i don't understand what and this girl just goes you're bleeding oh and then i went like that but it was it was huge so this is something welcome to when you turn 50 where you don't clot up as well as you used to right it was i had a it was gushing out i i i dabbed it once or twice and thought we're good and i started talking and then they'd go you're bleeding again then every mom in the front row which that's all it was all going to their purse because they're like we have sons (laughs) here's everybody has their medical the, the club brings me up like a bandage at, at, you know, like a huge one, one you would go on your knee and I just put it on my face. 
So the, That's the, the band was, was covering up my chin to uh, my cheek. And then I started singing, if you want to come on a ride with me, take an L in the back. <laughs> and a little Nelly of Band-Aid reference. And then I took off the thing, still gushing. Um, and then I heard one lady go, I'm going to pass out. I'm like, what? How are you going to? So then somebody hands me hand sanitizer, like in little things. She's going to pass out because she saw blood. Dude, it, it was yes, but she said, "I go, you're not. You're." Uh, she said, "You're gonna pass out." Yeah, not I started her. acting like I, I, I would, I would talk a little, and then I would start to act like I was fainting. And then, <laughs> we'll it, see, but, but I wouldn't. I'm, a, I'm selling it now. So then I take somebody's uh, cucumber hand sanitizer oh. and put it in my hand, and they go, "Do it," because you have an open cut. And I threw the hand sanitizer on my face, and then I did the Home Alone. <laughs> right, it was cucumbery and even had glitter in it. I think. Oh uh, no! Yeah, yeah. So then, wait a second. Okay, I have, have, so many, ever, I have many. Ever, I, wait, well, before we move on, I have questions about this. Okay. First of all, because we are live and we're reading comments, Michelle Bartel. Okay, she said that fingernail is a weapon. I was there for that. All the moms trying to mother John. So this girl was there. And saw that happen, which is great. Um, and uh, so, what I, I, I took it, and she'll think I was bleeding where I went full Rambo, where I took all the blood and then put it under my eyes. <laughs> I, I just ultimate warriored it. I just, I oh, just, that's great. Are there pictures of this? I don't know. Someone I mean, had to take pictures. You think, oh, man. It's amazing how many women keep ban- like band aids for their, their kids in their. In the, oh yeah no dude I'm, offered me anything every guy wanted me to bleed out but yeah yeah yeah, but yeah. thank you out there every guy's to put some dirt on it pussy yeah yeah but it, no it, wait a second what how far into your act now was this a headlining set this was not yeah. the monday it was night right when it was right when i was gonna do the like the tonight show e type set right when i did it so then at the big okay so uh, is this a headlining set yes and how far into your headlining set had you gone? Oh, uh, I bet you 10 minutes. So that's 45, 40 more minutes of bleeding you had to worry about. Yeah, that was. That um, was well, that that happened to me when I had when I got uh, Bell's palsy. I was at the Dayton. I had a New Year's Eve at the Dayton uh, Funny Bone. And my face, I hate doing it. My face was so far this way when right. I talked. You couldn't. So I had to grab my cheek, pull my cheek back like this, and I put my elbow on this hand, and I did my whole <laughs> with my face pulled back like this. Because if I let go, then then it would. Of course, those of you who know me know that there's not much difference between me mumbling like this and doing this. But I had to do. I did my whole show with my cheek pulled back, and that was one of those shows where every three minutes I'm like, I'm out of here. These people aren't giving like I'm holding my cheek back and they're not, you know, and they're still it was New Year's Eve. It was weird. But uh, have you have you ever had that? Have you ever had a had a onstage thing where you're like, I might have to leave the stage. You get hurt. Yeah. Or uh, I think it's going to be a, a shat. So, <laughs> no, I have bled on stage as well. <laughs> um Several different ways. I have beat the crap out of myself on stage, especially at my, especially a lot in my younger years. Oh, do you hit yourself with the mic a lot? Yeah, do. like I would, you know, when you do a thing where you hit yourself in the head and you pretend to pass out or whatever. Why I don't let it touch my mouth because it hits everyone's head or their crotch. Yeah, that that's a thing. But <laughs> I, but sometimes those microphones. If you're in a, uh, you know, a club that's not an A club. Sometimes the mesh on the microphones, a little wire could poke out. You know, I'm talking about the the little mesh on top of the yeah, it's all busted. Yeah, it's a piece, of, and it might be busted, and it's like a little straggly wire that's kind of sticking out. So I've hit myself, cut myself on the forehead with that. Sometimes by accident, just pulling the mic out of the stand, yeah. and it goes poop. I hit myself on the mouth. I've done that, and it's bled. Um, uh, I've bled on my hand because I would do a thing about fresh pepper and fresh salt, and I would like pretend to be like doing a chisel, and I would hit my my hand like that, and it would bleed yeah. on my knuckle many times. But I think uh, only a pro like you and 
me can handle bleeding in about 15 minutes of your set and continue to do another 40 minutes. Had you done, had, had someone like a MC or feature done that it would ruin the whole set. I would love, I wish I were there and could have seen you do the rest of that, that, that segment. You know what I mean? That's that set. Well, the, the gross part, cause I'm such a germaphobe way before COVID is on this, on the table on stage. I threw all the gauze. I, dude, I, when I, I say I was bleeding, it would, I would put a napkin at first somebody gave me and it soaked up the, I don't know. Is there an artery right on your chin? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was bleeding more than, you know, just I, if, if you shave and you cut yourself, just. You're probably like one of those pro, uh, professional wrestlers back in the eighties that cut right their forehead up. to bleed more. Yes, but I threw it all on the table, and it looked like a scene from Mash. Like you just you just saw like like somebody just did underground plastic surgery. Oh my god! And then I left it there, and you I would just see people kind of eating their nachos, then look over at the you know it's a pandemic. You don't want the guy that's talking in front of you spitting. Oh right, let alone bleeding on you. Right. Um, Wow. Okay. Well, see, this this is an argument for why we should record, and we're too lazy to do this. Record video every every show we do. I wish it I was got it on audio. I had the the guys from Eight Hundred Pound Gorilla. That oh, they were there. They they didn't shoot it on video, but we recorded it. Just yeah, I record shows every once in a while. I'll never release them. Um, but I have the audio of it. I could try to. That might paint a, vi- a nice visual picture. I, I, I don't have it with me today, but for the next one, I I could probably get it. It wasn't that funny. I started swearing more than I normally do, just because I'm a little out of shape uh, on stage. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's funny though. Did did some people and you stuff? I mean, I always I always hate that for me. Okay, so not only have I injured myself, but I do. Back in the day, I would sweat a lot because I was way more energetic. I would come out yeah. dancing and I would be covered in sweat in the, in the first 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and and I would see these women, like what you're talking about, and it comes out of a place of concern and love, but I also found it distracting and a little insulting was they would feel the need to hand me a napkin without me asking for it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And they get like, you're like, you're. There's sweat. I'm like, oh yeah, and I'd have to talk about it. Yeah. So my move always when someone would hand me a napkin like that because I was sweating because they're basically saying you look ridiculous. I yeah. can't bear the thought of looking at you anymore. Yeah, Please yeah. deal with this disgusting sweat on your face. I would pretend that when they hand me the napkin, that I had a note written on it, and I would. Re- make up something that they pretended to write to me. And it was always something to do with the sexual favor. Um, but it would make them look bad, which I, I, I miss those days. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't sweat like that yeah. anymore. Well, we're closer to getting those back than we were this time last year. Yeah. You know, this time last year we were, we were like, what is going on? Yeah. Me and you both were in Tennessee at the same time though. You were in, in Chattanooga. What club was that? The Comedy Catch. Have you ever been there? Chattanooga. Michael Alfano. Is there one in Knoxville? There used to be a side splitters in Knoxville owned by Bobby Jewell. Okay, so the one you just said at the city you just said, does that have 1970s wood like on the walls? Is it it not updated? uh, The Choo Choo. Okay. Let me names the comedy catch. Okay. And the new location. Oh, it's new. I went but to it do, but, 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 but it does have this old wood and, and old looking bricks everywhere because it is in the old uh Chattanooga Choo Choo like hotel and what used to be the main uh train station. Oh no, this place was like in a strip mall y well no, old strip mall, not even really a strip mall. Um I loved it. It was one of those shows where halfway through you're like, why is this show so good? And, and then it was, uh, they didn't serve food, but I, you know, from coming from, you know, big box comedy clubs where everyone's eating steak and asking for, you know, ketchup or tartar sauce. Yeah. 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 I, I told you that. So when I, I saw a special 
at the Irvine Improv just the entire time I'm on stage, uh, you know, shooting a special that I just paid for. I just hear some lady in front. We need some tartar sauce. Oh Ask the lady, can we get some tartar sauce? And, and just the whole time, I'm just thinking, I'm six figures out of pocket for this. saying <laughs> Is you want tartar So I was so mad. I was like so mad. But that club, well, a club like that, I was like, why is the club so good? And I guess you went and got your beers before you walked in. Mm-hmm. And then so there weren't servers going around and there weren't they weren't eating right. Beers. Well, I don't think that would have been in Chattanooga or in Knoxville, um, but I know what you're talking about. And I do love those kind of, it's like doing a theater gig. It's like, well, there's no there's no tables, there's no servers, there's no distraction. It's just me in the in the audience. I, I, you think with COVID that that we've switched, maybe we could go back back to that for maybe uh the rest of the year you think it go back to normal right because most places well i'm in michigan where there's more more rules than i think it's about to i mean i've been saying this for a year but i think it's about to be over with watched uh nate's comedy special um nate oh the one that's uh oh i saw that it's called it's just called nate it's a girl who dresses up like a dude, right? On Netflix. It's just called Nate. No, this one would be a comedian. Uh, what's Nate's special called? Uh, a- average American. And, he, and he's wearing a cape. Not familiar. What's his last name? Uh, I was a Bergazzi. Berg- Berg- I have a picture. I it's sent- from, is it like, it's Italian? It's like subtitled? Yeah. Yeah, is it in Italian? Yeah, he's he's in a photo that that I sent. I sent Alan a picture of us at Brad Paisley's bar. Um, oh, oh, Nate Bergazzi. Yeah, that, so <laughs> I'm that kidding. Bar, of course, I know who he is. Oh, uh, yeah, look at us, dude. Yeah, so it's funny when you look at group pictures. I always say you can tell the people who are into each other, right? And <laughs> all that stuff. I've always had hover hand in every picture. You know, for the for the most part, yeah. I always do this fist above the shoulder thing. I've done it forever. Every yeah, you're gonna find some that aren't, but for the most part, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can always tell the people who are into each other or who like each other, or there's a bond or whatever. It doesn't have to be because the heads are always leaning towards that person. So a group of people could, uh, you know, if there's a guy and a girl and they're kind of into each other, their heads always do this this where their heads are kind of leaning um looking at that picture boy all of us are just straight up um and just just oh yeah this no is leaning. Like, we're yeah. we're just all this is very official and look how far away i am from everybody i think at that point i was i was just pissed i'm like you guys all have your fun little group i'm gonna wait till my mom picks me up and takes me home is he are you on your tiptoes in that picture am i on my, my tiptoes i mean i, I feel I'm like I mean, I am obviously bending down. I'm not that short. Yeah, um, you do look like a yeah. No, I'm bending at the knees. Yeah, so that so that Nate could get in there. You know what I mean? Um, but then if you, the, so, it's almost like the bars on your cell phone. It goes from short to tall, going from left to right. My hair looked good that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, you look good. But that's in. Uh, I, let me just uh, go with these comments. Uh, Lathea Page. I know who Nate Bargatze is. I was joking. Sometimes I do uh, sarcastic things. Yeah. Um, she's saying, no, he's American. No, he's Southern. Nate is hot right now. He's super funny. <laughs> like, um, I know. But yes. Um, but so I, it, what I was getting at was his special was interesting to watch uh, because it's shot during COVID. And everyone's masked up. There's not a lot of people. And there are no drinks or anything on their tables. The crowd's masked up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's weird. But there was no... It's kind of nice that people aren't doing things while they're watching. Oh, I see. Uh, Would that muffle the laughter, though? Could you hear them laughing? Because I feel like if they're masked up, it would prevent the audio of the laughter coming out into the microphones. They, they have people whose job it is to make sure you hear the laughing. Good. You know, so uh, oh, that's good. Maybe yeah. they had microphones on the tables or something. It's you not, know what I mean, yeah, it's not muffled. I do. You ever, ever do that? Not now. This is fun bitching um, because hopefully we'll get back to this. I have weird things when I hear noises when I'm on stage. 
Like if I hear somebody stirring their drink more than I think is acceptable in my brain when I'm talking, I I will I have this weird tick where I'll say it's stirred enough. Or in uh Pickwick and, and Frolics. Right. Yeah. Uh, Great All comedy days. club, Cleveland. I have, I have yeah, everyone loves it. about that. Awesome food, but uh, people take it's like China, and they have. I mean the 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 plates are you know legit glass. Yeah, yeah like very the forks and the knives clang clang clang, and somebody clank clutting, and I just get the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it's so funny because like – so in Chattanooga where I was this weekend, by the way, thank you if you were in Chattanooga and you came to my shows. Uh, sold out all the shows, John Heffern, and I think it's because of our Heffern and Reap podcast. Heffern and Reap, shameless plugs. Thank you, Chattanooga. Um, what you got uh, next weekend? Oh, I will be with Reno Collier – uh, April the 3rd in Greenville, South Carolina at the Walhalla Performing Arts Center. Me and Reno Collier doing a show together one night, April 3rd. Come out and see us. Um, Walhalla? Yeah, Wahala. it's called the Walhalla. Uh, South Carolina? Ain't no Walhalla back girl. Ain't no Walhalla back girl. South so Carolina. that's that Greenville. weekend. And then uh, what's the rest of your April look like? Well, honestly, it's that one gig. Oh my dates. Um, I'm okay. Well, I, I do want to tell you this, and I think it's pretty cool. Do you know who Bo Duke is, John Schneider? Yeah. Well, he wrote a part for me in his film, and he's doing a new movie called uh, Poker Run. And um, he wrote a scene for me, so I'm going to be I'm going to go down to Louisiana, April 10 and 11, and. Uh, do that, but that's not like a, you're not selling tickets to that. That's just the thing I'm bragging about. <laughs> okay, you got to go off to go on set. You can put a new poster behind you. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm plugging my dates just uh, because uh, plug uh, it, people. If I don't, uh, April second through third, I'll be in Ann Arbor. Those shows are probably already sold out, but try to hit those. The weekend after that, I'm in Port Charlotte. If you have a grandparent who's retired down there. Uh, come down there. It's you know, John. There's more older people there than any other part of the country. Um, and that Port Charlotte, Florida, Comedy Zone. Wait a second, is at, that at that that Vasani's? restaurant? Vasani's. I'm going to be eating for three days straight, and I'm vaccinated up. I couldn't be more excited. John, you're gonna get so fat. That is one of the best restaurants, best restaurants ever. It's only Dude. an hour south of Tampa, ish, an hour and a half. Um, Come for the food, stay for the comedy. Yeah, it shows are over early too because it's all. Uh, <laughs> it's an older crowd. Age. They gotta get out and of then, there. And then after that, I'm back in uh, Tempe at the Tempe Improv. Nice. Um, yeah, I got fired a long time ago from that Tempe Improv. No, no, everybody who was part of this is no longer with us and or have moved on. Wow. Um, but. I went to, I don't know why I would tell the story. Uh, um, so somebody that's no longer uh, with us. So I, I, I can tell the story. I went to the same bar that the staff was at okay. in my early twenties. You know, okay. So yeah. This is a long time ago. And I got fired for the week because I'm not allowed to hang out with staff. That used to be a thing. A lot of people don't realize this is old school managers. All these people are, are long gone. And I, you know, it's a thing, but they wouldn't, um, back in the day, they wouldn't even let you talk to a server if you're a comedian, because there were a lot of servers getting pregnant via comedians. So they, yeah. they would try to, to separate the, the two parties. So yeah. a comedian wouldn't talk to a, a waitress and then distract her from her, you know, her moving. Uh, that and uh, back then as well, a lot of the comedy club managers were uh, jealous of the headliners that were taking the girls that they were trying to get with. Yeah. So it was a whole thing. So I just went into a bar and I saw the bartender there and I waved to him. And then the next day I'm young too. I just drive from LA to make 50 bucks to MC the entire weekend. The guy goes, what club were you, uh, where'd you go after the show last night? And I just said, I'm just whatever bars down the you know down the yeah. steps it's like the, it, do you see any of my staff there and go yeah uh you know 
He goes, yeah, you don't, you don't hang out where my staff is. And I remember going, how am I supposed to know where your staff? Like I walked there by myself. Dumbest thing. I hate that. That's so stupid. And then, uh, yeah, but I got a million. Well, you're like, well, once I'm done working here, I am a free human being who can go wherever the hell he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm back. Uh, and then that was a million years ago, a million, uh, shows ago, but back in Tempe, I love, uh, I have a lot of friends that have moved to Tempe actually. So it's nice. Oh, can I tell you something great about where you're going though in Port Charlotte, Florida? Yeah. This was a great moment that happened to me and I hated it when it happened, but at that club you're going to comedy zone, Port Charlotte. When is it again? Uh, the same weekend you're doing your movie. Oh, I'll be uh, in Louisiana, one state over from you. Uh, April 10, no, 8 through 10, Comedy Zone, Port, yeah. Port Charlotte, Florida. Yeah. John Heffern at the Comedy Zone, Vasani's. Um, I was on stage, and this is not a comedy club. This is a restaurant. That yeah, put you're a, doing dinner theater here. You're full on yeah. doing, people are eating massive amounts of food, <laughs> and you're talking yeah. while trying to digest all the carbs you just Yeah, I'm and just, it's, it's not like seats with small tables it's long tables and yep. they're facing each other and they kind of got a they got a note to turn their chair to get into you um <laughs> anyway i uh was about halfway into my set and the power went out okay like they got hit by lightning or something no power no lights no sound no kitchen and everyone's like, what, what, what happened? And they couldn't hear me, but I improvised for the next 30 minutes. And it's one of the best sets I ever had to this day. People still go, I was at that, that show. And that was amazing uh, because as I'm talking, and I, you know, I deal with it. I'm making fun of it. I don't even know what I did, but I remember it going well. And then someone from the back of the room <laughs> came out with a megaphone. Like they had a megaphone at was- the club. Okay. I don't know. Someone who worked there, someone at yeah. the club, at the restaurant came from the, you know, like a, the office manager's club and came out with a megaphone. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I did another 30 minutes with a megaphone and I had a great time doing it. I can't tell you what I did. I don't know the bits. I just know it was working. So good news. If the power goes out while you're there, just ask for the megaphone. Ask for the me- um, yeah, that place is. You know, earlier when we started, I, I was thinking, oh, when I see younger people in, in my head now, I'm like, okay, what material are they going to, because I like to have everyone. That place is the ex- exact same thing. Because so like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. see these references and you're 18, you might not get them. But also if you're 85, you might not get them. Right, right, right. I got to say, th- those crowds true. Are, are awesome. They're, you look at them and... You, you know, I see them as parents. You, some of you might see them as grandparents, but they all have silver hair and they love the, the, the place likes you to be cleaner. Yeah. Boy, if you kind of go off in, in start being a little dirtier, they love it. They do. They're Cause they're not, because they don't give a shit. As long as you get them to like you in the first 10 minutes, you can do whatever you want. Uh, wait, I got to address this real quick on our Facebook page live right now. We have a spammer. Um, everyone ignore Rhoda Alfred. She is commenting on everyone's comments saying this. You have a nice profile pic Uh, and page, which is looking very amazing. And I noticed we aren't friends. I tried to send you a friend request, but it's not going through. Please, i like you to send me a friend request so that we can be friends. Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right. That's obviously someone from another country. Uh, Everyone, please ignore Rhoda Alfred. But it's funny. I'm sitting here watching it happen. Uh, Can you see these, John? Yeah, I see him. <laughs> I've had that happen with my page where, you know, somebody acts me and then DMs people and says, hey, will yeah. you like my new page? And I would, it's, that's not a thing. It's but been happening to me a lot more lately. That. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if we can, I don't know how to do it, but. Well, if that's on our Facebook page, if somebody's an admin. It's you- on one of our pages. I'm not sure which one it's happening on. Um, but mind. yeah, well, I don't know. Let's have fun with it. Let's see if we can have Rhoda call in. I'm a, I'm afraid that I'm afraid to click on those links like that because then you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone was getting it. Everyone was getting all these like uh, these uh, 
compliments, Kevin and Andy and Bob and Shane. Awesome. That's not a real girl, dude. <laughs> That's You're a dude. In the bot, bruh. You're in love with the bot, bruh. I know it's it sucks because you think, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, she's still. What time is eight? She's still doing it. Yeah, um, she's just as long as everyone knows. Just, just go ahead and block her reporter or whatever. Um, yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's been happening to me a lot recently because I do that that segment on country ish where I give away my residual checks. Yeah. Um, people are like starting fake pages called John Reap giveaways, and I gotta go in there and squash it. Like it's happened three or four times. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. The That's more popular I, we get, man. More money, no more problems, John. Um, yeah, that's why we go either direct mail or maybe get hot air balloons. And that's how we kind of start messaging people. Yes. Like, like we skywrite it. Have you uh, ever been in a hot air balloon, by the way? No interest. <laughs> that's a no then. Have you ever been close to a hot air balloon? I've seen them uh, up in the air. That's where they keep them. No, no interest. My one of my neighbors was telling me that uh, the field that's kind of by our house back in the day they used to make hot air balloons. So they would do like for the Macy's parade or whatever they would make them and then blow them up to see if it worked. So he said, as kids, they used to just sit there and you'd see. Jordache jeans, a huge pair of jeans. You'd see. Oh, right. Um, like a big bunny. Yeah. 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 I'm like, that'd be cool. Unless you're. Yeah. I, I don't have any interest really. I mean, you and I, John, we, uh, we've been in airplanes many times. Yeah. And we can look out the window and see the same view that we would see from a hot air balloon. So no. if the, if the allure is to get a good view, then they're done that don't need to get in a hot air balloon. Why, why did hot air balloons? Cause I've n- get such a thing of, did some penthouse pet in 1976 say in her turn ons are walks on beaches and hot air balloons. Like how did hot air balloons become such a romantic thing? Cause it would seem stressful and would terrify you from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, if you remember the Zeppelin that burst into flames, but you're not even hooking up on a, on a hot air balloon. Cause you have oh, a, oh, right, right. right. There's, there's, a dude, there's a dude standing there with a. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless you can go broke. Can you just, can you just turn around and face that way? <laughs> you're not hooking up. Yeah. Like you're about to give the girl a kiss and the guy's like, Hey, real quick. Can you drop one of them sandbags? Yeah. yeah here's, here's the day. I got good news about it. We're floating into Russian territory. Yeah. I don't, I, it just seems like, I'm a, has anyone ever done it? Who's on that? Chat? Well, Jolia, Jolia, Jolie Jolie Davis said she was in a hot air balloon once, but never again. Um, I've never been in one, but they look pretty dang cool when you're close to them. They're they're like all, all they're amazing. You look at it like wow, this is this gigantic thing full of all this hot air. It's just floating around this tiny little basket at the bottom. Hmm. And um, I remember as a kid. Like I met maybe I was like nine or ten. I was riding bikes with my friends to a neighborhood. We saw these hot air balloons, and one of them was coming down, like right. close to us. We're like, "Ooh, that ain't supposed to happen." So we're like riding our bikes like a bunch of little kids, and like you know, Stranger Things or ET, and we're just like, "We gotta find out what the what's going on with the hot air balloon." And we get there, and it's like landing in a cow pasture. Right. And apparently they did something wrong. It was a wind and they, they landed and they did some stuff and they needed us to hold a rope for a minute or whatever. We were helping them out. Yeah. And I remember like holding this rope and then they were kind of going back up and I'm like, I'm just going to hold on to it longer than I should. Cause they said, okay, that's good. Let go. And I started floating up a little bit and I just, uh, you know, I got like two feet off the ground and bailed out, but, but, but it's as a kid, it was gigantic and amazing. And that was pretty cool. And I'm still to this day, not sure exactly why that hot air balloon landed in that cow pasture. Other than they must've, they must've screwed up somehow. The government, the government's spine. Yeah. That's gotta be an overrated romantic thing. I don't know what else. Right. Um, let me put my glasses on. Uh, she said, "My dad rented it for my stepmom as an anniversary gift, and we all got to go. I cried the whole time. 
Oh, that's going to be miserable. Trapped in a basket with a crying kid. Your dad was sold that that's what people wanted. That seems overrated. Also, like, I'm trying to think of overrated uh, romancy stuff. Like, rose petals everywhere. That that seems like a thing because that just seems like. Yeah. Or I'm getting older and just lazier. That just seems like stuff you have to pick up. Yeah, that was a thing. You're right. It was a romantic thing to be in a hot air balloon with a girl. So. Or did James Bond do it? I don't know why I, I I associate that with, oh, that's people trying to be romantic, but it seems horrible. Nothing about <laughs> it seems fun. Yeah. I mean, it would be cooler. Now, I'd love to see this. If you could get like – somebody work on this, by the way. If you could get like, let's say six – Hot air balloons. Okay. All working in unison, holding a platform and not just a tiny basket, mm-hmm. but a platform that could lift maybe a football sized field of people. Then you're just kind of hovering around, walking around. A tiny city floating in the air, John Heffern. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, would it be as romantic if, like, you, you girl, you, you both climb on one end of a forklift and the guy just raises it up? You're standing there. Isn't it the same? You're doing the same exact thing. Right. I mean, it's like being on a cruise ship. You're like, oh, this is amazing. Look, at, look, we're out here in the middle of nothing. All it is is water. You know, like, uh, It's like saying like, oh, it's the same as being in a lifeboat in the Pacific Ocean or a cruise ship in the Pacific Ocean. That's my argument. Um, I, th- This isn't not. Heffron and Reap. Subject change. Uh, as that gets on up, sex on the beach is overrated. Oh yeah, way I overrated. What beach are you gonna do it at? If you're from Michigan, you can do it at Kensington. That gross. Oh, I thought she's talking about the drink. Oh, is that what she? Yeah, that too. Any any fruity, uh, you know, uh, sugary drink. But sex on the beach would. I've never done it. But that just seems. I don't. I don't see anything enjoyable in that. I think um, when you're a younger man and you just get it wherever wherever it can happen, and if it happens on the beach, so be it. But they have romanticized that a lot in like magazines and movies where they're making out in the waves and the, they're rolling around and they're making out. It's like it's the sand's going to get in your crotch. It's horrible. Yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, yeah, um, we'll probably get back to. Uh, somehow my brain went from hot air balloons yeah. to I was talking to my neighbors. Uh, this weekend um and they asked if if there were any drones if i've seen any drones um and i go what do you mean they go well, we have a drone problem of drones flying around the house is looking in, into windows i'm like i'm like that's a, a problem that a yeah a thing and they go yeah we've we've called the fbi it's a thing right they go, wait it's that big a deal and i go well what do you guys do and they said we're trying to figure it out that you're not allowed to, I know this conversation went from romance to they, uh, you're not allowed to shoot the drones because right? everybody on my street, they're all farmers. They're all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got shotguns. Fun rack. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about their safety. Oh, my indoor shotgun or my outdoor shotgun. <laughs> yeah. We have okay. one. And, uh, the F or the police or the FBI said, you can't shoot the drone. Right, you can't skeet shoot it because they all they just asked me if I want to go skeet shooting because apparently that's what everyone on my street does on, on Sundays. Awesome. Like, yeah, but you can't because it, it's federal airspace. You're not allowed to shoot at something because you don't own the air above your house, even though it's your yard, you don't own right, right. They're right, explaining right. me, I'm I'm messing it up, but where where your property begins and the one somebody said if if it's below a tree line. Then you, then you can, then you can shoot it. But if it's above your airspace, you can't. That's interesting. So so my brain immediately was like, okay, I'm going to create my just backstory that I'm going to hang pinatas in every one of my trees. And I'm just going to walk out at night for the first couple of weeks, just swinging with the blindfold on. And I'm going to say, why take a sleeping pill? And I go out and I hit pinatas. It's uh, there's a history of me doing it, <laughs> right? And then that way, if I ever, all we're talking about is how your brain works right now, right? But like, I went back. Remember that scary movie? Here's remember that we were talking about for the sleep study, which yeah. I still think we need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As when you're talking to John Snyder 
for the script, he goes, I know you like to do this type of stuff, but I have a new genre. Would you be interesting, interested in then pitch him our sleep study horror movie? Okay. Okay. He might, he's making stuff right now. I'll Just pitch it to pitch him. It to him. I think so. Here's what I'm thinking though. You get the drone. Okay. The drone up in the air is not your property. So you can't really do anything. But if you get the drone and you, and you, 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 you put it on a hook on the tree and you put no trespassing all around it, then the person's got to come and get the drone. And that's a whole scary movie. Somebody's drone lands in somebody's yard. They go to get it. Bam. Okay. Hang on. A couple things. Okay, I know Shane, Shane, Shane Flint, who we both know. That who works in the military? Yeah, we still own a Zoom. No, yeah, but, we, but we know his background. Okay, he's saying you have to keep your drone below four hundred feet legally, and I believe Shane Flint knows what he's talking about. He knows. He probably could sell us some anti-drone. Uh, yeah. Countermeasures. Right, right, right. So, but your idea is this: um, in your okay, so you're in your house here at your yard. So cargo and to prevent. Oh. Or cargo net. I throw it like Planet of the Apes. I to keep them from net. coming down a certain length. And I get the drone height. to fall into my yard. And then. Oh, you want the drone to come in your yard. And now then, once you get the drone to touch your grass, anybody coming to get the drone now has to deal with. Oh, I see. Like a drone. You're like a drone catcher. And then the drone's there. And then I have my three Rottweilers or my three German Shepherds. All and I put a little piece of cheese just right on the drone, and then <laughs> right, right, and then right. when the person shows up to get their drone, no, I like this. this so so wait, so, so basically, you're life. This it's is a, it's your guy trying to to get other drones to come into your airspace so that you could legally take just care of them. Person flying them. Oh, you, you suck them into your a drone. Person's being creepy and bothering neighbors. At what the neighborhood watch, I think should happen also in the sky. And you take care right. of a honey, a drone honey pot trap. That's exactly it, Shane. Then we just wily coyotium, and I, I have big cool cages that fall when you step on it, or your ankle gets caught and you get flipped upside down. But um, you bring up a good point. Like if this is the future, is this if this is where we're going, where peeping toms have yeah have, have turned into drone peeping toms. Then the next thing that we're going to have to do, like fences around your yard, is you're going to have to build a fence over your head, like a net, like in a baseball game, where a like a foul ball, freaking net over your own house, and the future is going to look miserable. I've seen guns you can get that do. They're not guns, but they you, you they're like shotguns. You point it at the drone, you pull a trigger, and somehow there's an electric wave, and you can snag the drone, and then wherever you point. Your your gunny okay. thing, you can bring the drone down. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, dude this need this needs to be a thing a drone sort of spy thriller suspenseful horror flick. They, they have ghost catchers on all those channels that have Honey Boo Boo. Why can't me and you be the the like dog the bounty hunter, but we're the drone getters? <laughs> People, they're like we're like the A team. Like they call us and we're like, there's a drone that keeps coming. And then we show up in a, in a cool looking van. Yeah. Jump out and we kind of set traps and we do a thing. And then we, at the end, we always tip our hat. Um, D team, D team coming at you. Yeah. We're the, the, the D team. Yeah. The D team, <laughs> and we go like that. We just get in our van and we just go off. Uh, also to, to, to somehow weigh in on this. Cause that's a great idea. <laughs> um, you know how um, hawks and eagles are apex predators? Like they are up here yeah. and they come swoop down on their prey, right? So what if we designed a drone that to attack the look. other drones? Right. Yeah. Like it had a net on it. Like what we're like our drone has a net and it somehow it doesn't just destroy the drone. It doesn't shoot it. It brings it down safely so we can open it up and look Is at it. Is that a TV show? I would watch. I just watch uh, BattleBots, you know, that takes place on the thing. I'd watch a TV show that is just drones attacking each other. Drone drone bots. Why isn't right? that a show? I would watch that trying to see get the drone get knocked out of the air and you got to play it within the little thing. 
and you invent parachutes and you stream water. I've seen flamethrower drones to get rid of wasp nests. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, this is great. I want this to happen. I have a feeling because I immediately thought about it, but maybe because I've had a close attachment to my rumba over the pandemic because it's just it's been me and the rumba in yeah. that house. Right. Yeah, I kind of feel like the rumba would be the sidekick. Well, kind of like the kit car because it's a it's a computer or it's a robot, you know. Yeah, that's right. And it's like so the- wait a minute, maybe our drones have their own personalities. They have their own, like R two D two and three C. Yes. You know, they had their own intelligence. Funny. You have like funny drones, right? But when it's time to knock things out of the air, they you, you know, call in the Airwolf drone. Remember Airwolf? Yeah, and it's but but the drone kind of. It it acts like a kid's. Oh, this is maybe a dizzy. It acts like it's a kid's toy until shit gets shitty. Right. And then the kid drone is like, I thought I was out of this business. Every time they pull me back in, dude, this is great. And we can make all size drones. Like there could be micro drones, kind of like uh, Ant Man. You know what I mean? That could fly in up up your nose. Or it could fly like in your chimney in your house, or it could fly inside the other drone. Oh man, yeah, this is great. Pressure washer. <laughs> what if you're a pressure washer? Like you just have the pressure washer, and then you're doing your house. And if the drone happens to get in the way, that I'm trying to think of why is it the person's getting in trouble whose house it is? I mean, this has to be peeping toms, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all this is. It's, so it starts with peeping toms. Yeah, no, no one likes those dudes, right? So we're no. we're all for getting rid of the drones that are peeping toms, right? But if you can't, if we can't shoot them, well, we'll have to find our own loopholes. Let me ask ask Shane if you're Shane. What would you? What would your first? Uh, what would you? Ooh, do? Chad Clemens says kamikaze drones. Yes, Chad. Oh, I like this. Drones specifically designed to kill themselves and the other drone. So you're not shooting it. It's an accident among drones. The drone can say something cool to you. Like, just remember (laughs) me always. Like that scene from Independent from the dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember me. And then just afterwards, the sun comes up. Yeah, and it plays inspiring music behind it real loud as it's going down. And then it's just really cool. uh, Yeah. Wow, that's great. John, uh, we've had a good time. Oh, okay. Let's do this. Dude, how many TV shows did we just come up with? We got to start keeping track of show ideas because you know they're going to be done. Yeah. Right? They're going to be. They're gonna be well, we, we've already predicted Honey Boo Boo's future, and that's what we did a long time ago. We have our scary movie that takes place in a sleep study. Sleep study. Now we've got... That. The drone, the drone uh, TV show where drones, uh, drone, drone bots, yeah, are, at, least, are, at least drone bots, yeah. Our Netflix series that is just a, about drone catchers, yeah, that they just get, get called in, and then there's always a bigger problem that they got to solve. Right, right, you know, right. Single, single mom, the townspeople, like we just roadhouse it. Like there's just some, you know, and then you're like a martial arts expert, and I'm like the electronics guy, right? I rewire people's ring doorbells to like be used against them we do oh, that man what other ideas we have we have a, a scary drone idea it's a lot it's a lot uh, well, uh, another idea that i have for people to do is go to heffernandreap.com yeah uh, check out the website that the alan jackson built it's amazing if you get i mean i'm proud of the website man go to heffernandreap.com and just look at it and then uh, watch stuff and listen to it. And then you can subscribe, be a Patreon supporter. Go ahead, John. By the way, um, we did not talk about our swap towns. We're doing that. We have to do that uh, Monday of next week or whenever we, we do this again. We will. We need to be set. We need, we need like a, a person that helps us stay on point. Yes. Yeah. We need a like a uh, thing because we're gonna be we're we're creating drones shows. We got scary movies. Um, we, yeah, we got a lot. Agreed. Heffernandreap dot com for all uh, Heffern and Reap needs. We no, wait, John. T shirts. Yeah. Did we ever get that done? That's why we need a person. 
I got <laughs> my Burger Chef shirt. I got from old school T-shirt or tees. I forgot. So I've signed. He's got the what, the artwork. I don't know. Are we making the shirt? Is it already made? I don't. I gotta follow up on that. I don't. We I both don't, gotta follow I, up on that. We need yeah. it. We need, well, we need a follow up guy. That's what we need. We need a follow up guy or, or or girl or however you identify. We need yeah. a, a follow up human. Yeah, I think that's my rumba. I mean, we could automate. I oh, can have my rumba. My rumba. Right, right. Oh, that's my R two D two. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we got a lot. So, oh yeah. So I'm excited about next week's show. And if you if you haven't already, subscribe. And just even if you don't listen to podcasts, maybe you just watch it. If you could just subscribe, so it automatically gets downloaded. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. We have uh, people like our show, and people want to see numbers, and. Uh, yeah. So, that, so is that what John's saying is like, uh, uh, there's a more people watching us live than yeah. listen to us later. So if you're watching us live and you're like, let me throw these dudes a bone and you don't have any money, just go to Heffern and Reap. Find, how, find out where we are in the podcast realm, the audio part of it. Yeah. And then hit subscribe. It's zero dollars, but we get a little bump and people go like, oh, my gosh, these guys are doing well. Um, yeah, just all day we come back for stuff, but we won't, uh, we won't. John, I know you got to get to, I'm going to get to the, um, Heffern and Reap uh, boardroom, start working on all the stuff. I You're love it. On, on, uh, pitching the movie. When you go shoot your movie, I'm going <laughs> to work on t-shirts. We've got a whole industry that's happening. We're kind of like Kardashians, to be honest with you. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, let's just go out because I know we ran long and I have to pee. I would even, um. We don't oh. even need to, to close it up the way you end it, John. You end it. Hey, everybody. Uh, listen, uh, be safe. G- get vaccinated. Um, blah, blah, blah. Make bunt cake. Uh, no bake cookies. Cornbread. I'm just saying things I would like to eat now. Thank you, Arby's, for existing. All right, everybody. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They, Heffron and Reap, have low self-esteem. So please validate them by ranking them and making them seen. So no matter what,